Hello, everybody. This is our Bible study group of um, Mercy Mission Ministries. And we normally post these um, sessions, these Bible study sessions on our podcast, which is called Spiritual Conversation with Minister Mercy. So I welcome everybody to our session 11 of our Bible study. We are still on the Gospel of John. Today we'll be looking at a verse in John chapter 8, verse 12. So if we can open to John chapter 12, um, John chapter 8, John chapter 8, verse 12. We just want that here, and I'll read. It then says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. But have the light of life. Thank you. So that is the verse we're going to concentrate on today. We're going to try and uh, dissect that verse and see what the Lord is saying to us through that verse. So as we have just read, um, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Okay. So the most important words in this verse are these two words, light and darkness, light and darkness. So these two words are opposite opposite of each other. They are opposite of each other. Darkness is the absence of light and light is the absence of darkness. Okay. So Jesus said he is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. So I have come to understand that when the Bible talks about darkness, when he talks, when the Bible talks about darkness, when the word of God talks about darkness, majority of the time, 99.5% of the time, the word of God is making references to the total or partial lack of spiritual knowledge. Is um making reference to the total or partial lack of spiritual knowledge in man's soul and spirit. In man's soul and spirit. So the spirit and soul of man is totally devoid, you know, devoid of the spiritual knowledge of God. This is what the Bible means when it talks about darkness. So God is a spirit being, And this is what um, um, John chapter 4, verse 24, told us. You know, Jesus told the woman at the well, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Truth meaning, meaning in complete faith. That is what that truth there means. In complete faith. Okay, so if you yourself do not know who you are spiritually, how are you going to know God in the spirit? That's the thing. How are you going to know God in the spirit? So this is where the darkness comes in. We lack spiritual knowledge in our intellect. You know, and you know, our, uh, you know, intellectual uh, faculty is part of our soul. It's part of our soul in our mind, in our brain. Okay. So our soul and spirit. 
That is where we lack spiritual knowledge. And this is what the Bible refers to as darkness. From the time we were children, going to school, acquiring worldly knowledge, you know, where uh, you start off uh, uh, in nursery, you are taught your ABC, you do your counting, and from there you go to primary school. What did they teach you? Did they teach you anything about God? Did they teach you anything about spirituality? No, because our education is mostly focused on worldly things, world history, what has happened in the past. Even when we are at home, even those who call themselves Christians, you know, sometimes they don't dive into the Bible and teach their children the word of God. They, they, maybe their, son, uh, their church goers, they will go to church on Sundays, the children will go to Sunday school, and then they will teach them about Jesus. But, you know, as they continue to grow, there's no, you know, there's no defined knowledge of God, spiritually, especially spirituality. Okay, because God is spirit. So we need to know him in the spirit, not in the flesh, not in the flesh. So as we continue to acquire worldly knowledge, the more worldly knowledge we acquire, the deeper and deeper we fall into spiritual darkness. The deeper and deeper we fall into the spiritual darkness. This is the reason in Psalm hundred and. 19, let's have a look at that psalm. Psalm 119, verse 130. 119, verse 130. The, the psalmist wrote, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of your word. So the entrance of God's word is what gives us light. Okay, it gives us light. And then the psalm continues, if this world is not, you know, the, then it then says it gives light to understanding to the simple. I'll read it again. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. It gives understanding to the simple. So, if his word is not in us, if God's word is not in us, in our intellect first, because when you read the Bible, you read it with your mind, you read it with your you know, intellectual mind, your intelligence, you read it with that. So, you know, his word needs to be in our intellectual mind first, then it then gets into our spirit where it inspires our body to act on the word. So more or less, when you, when you read the Bible, reading the Bible doesn't mean you are studying it. The only time you're able to get the scriptures into your intellect is when you meditate on it, you, you dissect it, you know the full package of what that scripture is saying, you look at the words, you try and see there's all other meanings of the word from that verse, okay? So as you continue to meditate on this word, the Holy Spirit will help you to unpackage the verse you have just re re read because this is a spiritual word. It's not, it's not like um, when you're learning history or when you're learning biology or when you're learning chemistry. The word of God is different. 
So this is the reason why a lot of Christians, they although they read the Bible, but they don't understand the Bible because the word of God is spirit, is spiritual. Because Jesus has said, the word I speak to you, it is spirit and it is life. So when you are dissecting the word of God, when you're meditating on it, meditating means you are chewing it, you are sort of, a, maybe it, let's say now, it's a, a ball of string, a ball of string, and you're picking up those strings, you're, you're removing it one by one, you're trying to strengthen them out, strengthen them out to, to see what the full meaning is. And as you're doing that, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. He's telling you, this is what this means. When you have got that in your mind, in your intellect, because you need to have intelligent knowledge of the scriptures, not just reading it like that. The scriptures need to be studied because it is a deep, 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 deep treasure that is hidden in there. And we need to unpackage it before you can truly understand it. Okay. So the word is saying, if his word is not in us, in our intellect first, then into our spirit, where it inspires faith. Okay. Because it's when the word gets into your spirit, that is when faith arises. But first, you need to understand that word. If you do not understand the spiritual components of that word, it will not go into your spirit and it will not stay there. And then that means you are still in darkness. This is why a lot of Christians, you know, when you see them, they're, they're still in darkness, although they're reading the Bible, but they're not understanding what the Bible is saying. Okay. So when you first get that word in your intellectual uh, mind, you have analyzed it, you have uh, dissected it. While you're doing this, you're not doing it with your human wisdom. You're, it's the spirit of God that is helping you to unpackage these verses in the scriptures. Okay, So as you have got it in your mind here, in your intellect, it then gradually, gradually goes into your spirit. And it is in your spirit that faith then arises. Okay, so it is in your spirit that faith arises. And when faith arises in your spirit, that is what will inspire you to act on that word. Okay, that's what will, act, will help you to act on the word. Because just like what James said, he says, faith without works is dead. Okay, for real faith to come into your heart, you need to first have a knowledge of the word you have read that will give you that faith. Okay. So you need to have the full knowledge of that word you have read. Okay. But if you, if you read the word, as, as uh, a lot of Christians do read the word, and they just glance over it gradually, just reading pages and chapters, but they're not really thinking about what they're reading. They're not really meditating on what they're reading. It is not going to clear the darkness in your mind first and then in your spirit. And that darkness will still be there. Okay. So the, the scripture we just read, it says, it is the entrance of your word that brings light. So because it is the entrance of his word in our intellectual faculty in our mind first, 
that brings light, which is God's revelatory knowledge. Okay, so God's revelatory knowledge is first released in our mind. And when the revelation comes in your mind, your spirit then absorbs it. And when your spirit absorbs it, you know, it's like a light bulb being switched on. It's like a light bulb being switched on. When you read a scripture now and you have meditated on it and then bang, you get it. You just, you just catch what that scripture is saying is that, and you just shout, oh, Eureka, you have got it. It's like a light bulb being switched on into your mind. So that scripture has brought an element of light into your darkened mind. It has brought on some element of light into your darkened mind. And also from your mind, it will then go into your emotions. It will then impact on your will, okay? And from your will, for that is, you know, these, these um, areas are what we call the soul, which is in your mind, in your brain. So from your brain, it then seeps into your spirit. Your spirit is in your heart. And it is in your heart will gradually, gradually, gradually start to work. And as the Holy Spirit continues to minister to you and you continue to chew on that word, you're getting the deeper revelation of what that word is actually saying and what it actually means. That is what is going to inspire you to then step out in faith and act what that word have told you to act. Okay. What that word have told you to act on. So as we have read um, Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. It gives understanding to the simple. So what is this understanding that the word of God brings to the simple-minded? Remember that word, the simple-minded. Simple-minded meaning those who are open-minded. They are open-minded and they are humble. They are humble to receive the enlightenment, the enlightenment of the spiritual knowledge the word of God carries. Okay. So the scripture tells us that the entrance of his word, it brings light, but it doesn't bring light to everybody. A lot of people read the scriptures but then they are not enlightened. They don't know what the scripture is talking about. So this scripture is saying to us, those who will be able to, you know, graft or get hold of the light that is in the word of God is those who are simple-minded, those who are humble. Okay. So, you know, God resists the proud. He doesn't like, you know, proud spirit. And one day I'm going to um, teach on why God doesn't like proud spirits. One day I will teach on that. Okay, so it is telling us that the simple-minded means those whose minds are open and humble to receive the enlightenment of the spiritual knowledge the word of God carries. Okay. If you have a proud and lofty mind, a mind that is filled with worldly knowledge, carnal knowledge, worldly wisdom, a mind that is very analytical, you know, everything has to be analyzed. 
that mind will severely lack spiritual intelligence. That mind will lack, you know, spiritual intelligence. It will be deep in spiritual darkness because this type of mind will always want facts. They want facts. They want proof. They want data. They need proof that God exists. You know, it's like scientific minds. People who are scientifically minded, they find it difficult to believe on an abstract concept. That's something you have to believe with faith. You know, faith is an abstract thing. You can't grab hold of it. Okay. So scientific, scientifically minded people, they find it difficult to develop that faith unless by the power of the Holy Spirit working in their heart and really opening the darkness that is in their mind, in their heart. Okay. So in our, in our foundation scripture, which was um, um, John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The word that leads to life. Okay. Now listen to what God said to the prophet Isaiah. Um, Hosea. Let's turn to Hosea chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 4. Hosea chapter 4. I'll read verse 6. Verse 6. And it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. I also will forget your children. Okay. So what the, what the, the Lord was saying to the people in Hosea's time, that time, the people in Hosea's time rejected God's word. They rejected his laws. Therefore, they fell into deep spiritual darkness. They fell into deep spiritual darkness. So without the knowledge of God's words in our spirits and soul, we are spiritually dead. We are spiritually dead. We have no spiritual life. We have no spiritual life. Therefore, we are walking in deep darkness. We are walking in deep darkness. You see what Jesus said? If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. You will have the light, the light that leads to life. So this is the reason he began that verse by saying, I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Jesus is the light. So only Jesus can bring light to our darkened soul and spirit. The scripture tells us in John chapter 1, in John chapter 1, let's have a look at John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1, first from verse 1 to 5, and I'll read. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. Okay. He was in the, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. 
in him was life and the life was the light of men was the light of men so what this verse is saying verse 4 tells us in the beginning men had spiritual life of god in them they were created out of god's light okay so they had god's life in them and they had god's light as well that means they had spiritual knowledge of god okay so they had the light of god they were uh, you know enlightened in the knowledge of god they but something happened and they fell into darkness they lost that light when they lost that light they also lost the life of god that was in that soul that was in that soul so the big question is what happened for the spirit and the soul of man to lose the light of god in them sin happened sin happened a man lost the life and the knowledge of god in his spirit and his soul he lost it so jesus you know jesus as the incarnate spirit of god came to bring back to man what he had lost what he had lost when he sinned which is god's life and the spiritual knowledge of god back into the spirit and soul of man back into the spirit and soul of man so let's have a look at verse 5 verse 5 says and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it did not comprehend it so what it means the darkness in man's mind in his intellect in his soul in his spirit did not understand god's light he did not understand god's light there's something i'm going to share with you guys here and i hope you don't get confused okay this is um what the lord has been teaching me about genesis chapter one when he said i'll read it genesis chapter one he says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters then god said let there be light and there was light and god saw the light that it was good and god divided the light from the darkness god called the light day and the darkness he called night so this will need a very deep teaching for people to understand it. But what this scripture is saying to us, this is not the creation of the world. This is the spiritual enlightenment of man. This is what Jesus regarded, you know, referred to as being born again. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What, what is the heavens and what is the earth? The heavens is the spiritual awareness of man and the earth is the natural awareness of man the earth that is the natural mind of man was without form and it was void and darkness was in the face of the deep the deep here is the lack of cognitive knowledge of anything spiritual that was what man was lacking okay so void means it had no life it's something empty Darkness, as we have already established, 
is the lack of spiritual knowledge of anything spiritual. Okay, so as you continue to read um, um, uh, Genesis chapter one, gradually, 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 you will come to understand it. I'm going to do a proper teaching on this chapter later on, but God doesn't want me to do it now. So I'll just continue on what we're talking about, about the darkness in man's spirit and soul. So here it says, let's read this again. That is the verse five. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. That is when, you know, like now, when you're sitting in the church and the word of God is being preached, there's nobody can sit there, can sit there and say that they understand everything that the, uh, the preacher is talking about. Okay. You won't, you will not be able to grasp, grasp what he's talking about until you go home and start studying that scripture yourself. It's through study that you will be able to get the light that is in what he's talking about. Okay. So when Jesus came, he preached to the Jewish people. But they did not understand his word. They did not know what he was talking about because all their, all their knowledge and all their cognitive um, abilities is all centered on naturalism. It's all centered on the natural earth. They don't know anything about the spirit. Okay. So this is why they did not comprehend the word, the light that was coming from Jesus' preaching to them. You know, there was a, a scripture where Jesus was so frustrated that they were not understanding him. And he said, why don't you understand my word? Okay. <laughs> so if God can get <laughs> frustrated because we mere mortals don't understand his spiritual words, then, you know, think about it. So, you know, so he does, you, you know, you really need to really humble yourself and have a simple mind to be able to grasp it, okay? So when he came, he was not received well because man, man's mind was spiritually dead. They had no light in their mind. All they had was carnal, worldly knowledge. Although the Jews, they've been studying the word of God, but they don't study it as a spiritual book. To them, it's just laws they need to follow. That's it. Okay, so it didn't have any spiritual meaning to them. So that was why they were really deep in darkness. So he gave the right to become, you know, but, but those who received him, that's uh, what that uh, verse five is continuing saying, but those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Okay, so those who maybe understood what he was talking about a bit, they received him and their faith grew. And as they continue to listen to him and their faith continue to grow, then the, the darkness in their mind is gradually, gradually, gradually being cleansed out. Okay. We will read that uh, a bit later. So how do we receive this light into our darkened mind? Okay, so just like the, the scripture we just read in Genesis, like Genesis chapter one, verse three tells us, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Okay, so for you to be able to receive the light, 
that is in God's word. You need to have the Holy Spirit working with the word for the light to be released in your word, in your heart. Just like in Genesis, the spirit of God was hovering. It was hovering over the mind of men while God said, let there be light. That light, the word carries his light and it's his word that the Holy Spirit will work in to release that revelatory knowledge of God in man's heart and in man's mind, okay? So as we said uh, in Psalm 119, verse one, uh, 130, the entrance of your word gives light, okay? So the word has to enter. It has to enter through your intellect, through your mind, through your mind before it can then get into your spirit. First of all, the word also needs to work on your will and on, on your emotions. So this is how changes comes into these areas of your faculty that is in darkness. Your emotions are in darkness. Your will is in darkness. Your intellect is in darkness until the word of God comes in. As you continue to meditate on the word of God, the light in the word is then what is cleansing you from these areas of darkness, okay? From these areas of darkness. So from these two scriptures, we can see is by receiving the word of the Lord into our mind first, into our emotions and into our will, and then into our spirit is how we receive his word. And this is how we receive the light that comes from his word into the darkened mind, okay? So the word has to enter first into your, your mind, which contains your intellectual faculty, before it is then assimilated into your spirit where it generates true faith. That is where it generates true faith in your spirit, okay? And then, which would then lead into action and godly deeds, into action. Because if you don't have the faith to act on the words you are hearing, you will not, you will not do anything. You will just be, you will just go to church, you sit in church, you read your Bible, the next day you come home and it's life as usual. It's life as usual. And if that is uh, a majority of Christians, that's how their life is. And that is the reason there is no change, there is no transformation, because they're not really understanding what they're hearing or what they're reading. Because when you have the knowledge of what you are reading and what you are hearing, and faith comes in your spirit, you will act on that word. You will act on that word. And when you act on that word, you will not bear unforgiveness in your heart. You will love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? You will not hate anybody. Because this is what the word is telling you to do. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit giving you the faith to act on it, that you will act on it. Okay? It's not by hearing that God will judge you. It's the actions you took when you have heard. That is how he's going to judge you. 
okay? It's not hearing the, 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 the word because you can sit in church for 20 years and you don't act on the word. That is, you've, you've wasted 20 years of your life. You would have been better an atheist or unbeliever. Christians that do not act on the word they hear, they're wasting their time. It's a waste of time. Okay, it's a waste of time. So this is how we receive God's light into our darkened um, spirit and soul from his word. We receive that light from his word. Okay, so and this is how faith comes, you know, by hearing the word of God. That is in Romans 10, chapter 17. So Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, verse 3. Let's have a look at that. In John 15, John 15, verse 3. This is Jesus who was speaking to his disciples. Verse 3 says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Okay. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Okay. So what did Jesus clean in his disciple? You know, he cleaned his disciples from the darkness in their spirit and in their soul. The darkness that was in their mind, that is, that is the lack, lack of spiritual understanding. That's what brings darkness. So this was what Jesus cleaned from their mind and their heart. Okay. And this is the reason they followed him for three years. As they followed him, he was teaching them. And as they are being taught, they are meditating on the word of God. They are thinking about what Jesus is saying. They are getting, a, a, you know, they are also understanding the spiritual correspondence of what he's speaking to them about. And as they continue to follow and listen, their mindset and their way of thinking, their way of behaving is being changed. So the darkness that was making them behave the way they were behaving before is now being cleansed. So what they're doing now is they understand the spiritual word God, Jesus was speaking to them about. Okay, And if they understand the spiritual aspect of what Jesus is teaching them, then they will be able to act on that word. They will be able to hear the spirit of God that has been released in the word Jesus is speaking to them about. And this is how the spirit of God leads them. They are no longer in darkness. They are no longer in darkness. They are now enlightened. And this is why Jesus said, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. The world is full of darkness, but when his word cleanses us of our own darkness and we start behaving according to what he has taught us in his scriptures, the people will see the love of God that is in us. They will see the way we behave. They will see the glory of God in us. This is how the light in us will shine in a darkened world. Hmm? So this is what Christians are meant to be, the light of the world, because the world is full of darkness. And that darkness is not just, um, you know, sometimes when people read 
uh, the scriptures and they see darkness. They think it's the ordinary darkness, like where you don't have, when you go into a room and there is dark there, and then you switch on the light, you have light. No, the darkness is in our mind. It's in our soul. Our darkened heart that is full of worldly knowledge, but no spiritual knowledge. That's what that darkness means. That's what that darkness means. So in verse um, in verse 7 of um, chapter 15, Jesus then says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. It shall be done for you. So what, it, what that to abide means if you have a complete understanding of my word. That's what that abide means. If you have a complete understanding of my word and its meaning in your mind, in your, you know, in your intellect, and it stays in your spirit. First of all, you need to be able to understand it completely. And then the word needs to stay in your spirit. It needs to stay in your spirit because, you know, it is when it has, is, is, has uh, found its place in your spirit, that is when you will have the desire to act according to the word. According to the word, you know, according to the word in your heart. That means we will behave according to God's words in our heart. Because what did the Lord say? He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And when you speak, you act what is in your heart. But if you do not understand the word of God first, you don't have the knowledge here. If the knowledge is not here, there'll be nothing here. There'll be nothing in your heart. It needs to get into your mind first because it's in our brain that we use to analyze things. It's our, in our brain that our soul becomes aware of what we are learning, what we are, you know, it's in our brain we assimilate knowledge first before it then gets into our heart. Okay, so these two things need to be working together if you want to acquire spiritual knowledge. And if you are studying the word of God, the spirit in the word needs to come out. That is how change occurs. Because if you are just reading the Bible as a novel, nothing is really going in. Or you go to church, you're sitting there, you're listening to the pastor speaking, nothing is really going in. Then there will be no change. There will be no change. Day in, day out, you're still the same person. You're still bearing unforgiveness in your heart. You're still hating people. You're still getting angry. You're still getting irritated. You're still impatient. You know, no change. It's when you acquire the real knowledge, the spiritual, um, uh, you know, implications of what the word is saying. When you get that knowledge, then it gets into your spirit. And from your spirit, you develop that faith. And that faith is what helps you to act on the word. It's what helps you to act on the word. So what I want us to do now, I want us to, you know, have a look at some scriptures that make references to the darkness in our spirit and in our soul. So let's have a look at um, Psalm, Psalm 18. So Psalm 18, verse, um, verse 20. 
28. Verse 28. And I'll read it. It says, For you will light my lamp. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. Okay. So what you need to ask yourself, what is the lamp? What does the psalmist mean here by lamp? If you have a look at Proverb 20, let's have a look at Proverb 20. Proverb 20, verse 27, verse 27, it says, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So what this, um, the first scripture we read, which says, for you will light my lamp. That means the, the spirit of the man that is in darkness, God will put light to it. Okay. And then the, the, the other one says, the Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. That means the Lord will remove the darkness in that spirit. He will enlighten that spirit with the knowledge of God. That's what that scripture is saying. Okay. So the lamp is the man's spirit and it is God. That spirit is in darkness. It is in darkness because it has no spiritual knowledge of God. And it is God's word that will enlighten that lamp. It is by the entrance of his word that that lamp will then have knowledge, spiritual knowledge. Okay? Spiritual knowledge. And it will no longer be in darkness. Now, let's have a look at uh, yeah, John 3.19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Okay. So what the Lord is saying here is man's soul is condemned because the light has come. The knowledge of uh, God has come. The spiritual knowledge and the light of God has come into the world. But instead of man accepting it and coming out of the darkness, out of the lack of spiritual knowledge they have, instead of them accepting God's spiritual knowledge, they rejected it because their the, the deeds are evil. They, you know, in short, what he's saying is that men love doing evil things. They don't like the light. Because when they come into the light, the light will expose their evil deeds. So rather, they will stay in the darkness. That's what that scripture is saying. Rather, they'll stay in the darkness because they enjoy evil things, give them pleasure, you know? It gives them pleasure. They don't want to come into the light because their evil will be exposed. Okay, let's have a look at um, and John 12. John 12. Verse 13, uh, 35, verse 35 to 36. And I'll read it again. It says, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light. Least darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Okay. Does not know where he is going. Remember, you know, this scripture is saying, Jesus is saying to his disciples, walk longer in the light. Who is the light? He is the light. So what he's saying is stay with me and walk with me. 
Okay? Walk where you have the light. That is, walk and learn as much as, uh, of spiritual things as you can learn from me while I am still with you. Because when I go, darkness will overtake you. Darkness will overtake you. And those who are in darkness, they don't, they don't know where they are going. That means they don't know what their internal life is. They don't know whether they're going to hell or going to heaven because they are in darkness. They don't have God's spiritual light in them. This is what Jesus is saying to his disciples. So what he's saying to them, keep hold of the spiritual knowledge I have taught you and do not lose it because those who are in darkness do not know where they are going. Okay. And then verse 36 says, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Okay. So while you have this spiritual knowledge, believe in that knowledge that you have, the knowledge of God, the light of God that you have, believe in it. That's, you know, because your faith is what will lead you for you to become sons of light. That is sons of God. Sons of God. Okay, that's another scripture. We'll just do two or three more and then we can finish up. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. And it says, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay, so it is God that first shined his light into our darkened heart. Okay, and from that darkness, he went into our heart and the light of the knowledge of the glory of God then, you know, arose from our heart because that knowledge is the face of Jesus, is Jesus. Jesus is the light, is the light of God. So if God shines his light through his word and we come to know his light through his word, what we are knowing is Jesus. We are knowing Jesus, but Jesus is the word of God and he is the light of God. He is the life of God. So when we have all these things in our heart, it's Jesus that we're having in our heart. All right. So let's do this last one then. Now there's another one I would like to do. Let's do um, First Peter, First Peter chapter two verse nine, and then we'll just do um, yeah, we'll do three more. First Peter, First Peter chapter two, verse nine. First Peter chapter two says, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people." that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, okay? So what Peter is saying here, God have called you out of your spiritual darkness into his marvelous light, that is Jesus. So you are a special nation, a, a generation of priests for him to proclaim his praises, okay? So when we come out of darkness, we are sons, daughters, priests of God to worship him, to praise him, to, you know, to work for him because our darkness has been removed. We are no longer 
in darkness, we now have the knowledge of our God and, you know, who we are in him. So let's have um, a look at the, I'll have a look at Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. I just want you to grasp hold of this meaning of darkness. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, okay? For you were once darkness. That means you were in darkness. Your mind was in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. So what the Lord is, what the scripture, what Paul is saying here is that, you know, once you were lacking spiritual knowledge, but now you have spiritual knowledge in the Lord. So walk as children of light. That is children that know their God. Children that know their God. So, and um, let then have a look at First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1, I'll read from verse 5. And it says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Okay. So this is John writing. You remember, John is, uh, was the, the, the disciple of Jesus. He walked with Jesus for that three years. You know, Jesus taught him. He, he dined with Jesus. So he is saying this is what Jesus have taught us, that God is light. Therefore, if you are going to be a child of God, you need to also walk in light. God is spirit. God is spirit. So you need to have that spiritual knowledge. You need to have that spiritual knowledge. You cannot say that you are a child of God and you do not have any spiritual knowledge of your father who is a spirit. So you need to walk in that spiritual knowledge you have. You cannot be uh, doing things that is from the kingdom of darkness and then you're proclaiming to be a child of light. There should be no darkness in you because your father is light. So there should be nothing of the devil in you. And then this is our last scripture. Let's have a look at Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60 from verse 1 to 3. I'll read it. And it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Okay? His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Okay? Do you need me to explain this? This is quite amazing. 
Okay. So what this scripture is saying is there's going to be a period in time when people's mind will be full of darkness. There will be nothing of God in their mind. And this is the period we are in now. A lot of people do not know God. They have removed God from their heart. So their, their heart and their mind is full of darkness. It's full of the things of this world. But you who know God, the Lord is saying to you, arise, shine. That is, express the light that is in you. Shine and let the world see your light. That the Gentiles that are full of darkness are going to be seeking your light. They want to know that spiritual thing you have. They want to know what makes you happy. In, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of uh, um, turmoil, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of all these things that are happening in this world, but you... You are always happy. You are always smiling. You, you have no darkness in you at all because the light of God is shining through you. So this is what the scripture is saying. Men's heart is going to be full of darkness. And we can see all these killings, all this murder, hatred, people just killing each other, right, left, and center. It's full. Of, it's just the, the kingdom of darkness is just all over people, but you who are the child of light, the Lord is telling you to rise up, shine your light so they can come seeking help from you. They can come seeking the light of your God that is in you that will help them to also come into the light and not stay in the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so that is our Bible study for today. As Jesus said, he is the light of the world and his light is in us. We need to study his word. Is the entrance of his word that gives our darkened heart light. And when that light comes in, we need to arise and shine and let the world see the light of God that is in us. Because the world is full of darkness right now and they are seeking they are seeking God. They are seeking spiritual enlightenment that will help them to understand what they are doing here, who they are. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is the end of our Bible study for today. So I'm going to stop the recording.